Good morning, good morning. How are you doing, people? And welcome to another episode of the Dr. Will Show, where we have the discussions that inform, entertain, and empower educators to be the change. I'm your host, Dr. Will, and I am here with Sarah Thomas, a.k.a. Sarah the Teacher. How are you doing, Sarah? Hey, I'm doing great, Dr. Will. How are you today? I'm doing all right. It's Saturday. You know, yesterday, that Friday felt so good. I was like, it's time to go home, you know? Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> so it is it is next month you will be sarah the doctor i so i hope you change your twitter <laughs> name to sarah the doctor that'd be so cool oh man <laughs> that's hilarious maybe i don't know anything can happen but i'm just i'm just excited to cross that finish line once it comes so oh yeah it, it's gonna be fantastic fantastic because you know because my twitter uh it took me a little bit before I changed my name. I still had people guide just my Twitter, but I just started asking people on Twitter, like, you know, should I change my name? Should I do this? And and I asked people to reach out and say, look, go ahead and slap that doctor on there to brand yourself for the next stage of your life. And so that's what that came. You know, that's how that came up. Totally. That's oh. yeah. It is a, a a new chapter, absolutely. So I'm looking forward to that one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. See, too bad you won't be too close because I've been one of them, one of them people that go to the graduations that they say don't do. I'd be like Sarah Thomas. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm oh, oh yeah. When I go to, when I, when you, it's always people that do that. They did that in mind too. But yeah, I, I'd have been one of those people when they called your name. I'd have been just. <laughs> Showing out, showing out. Uh, so people, yeah. as you can tell, you know, we've known each other a long time. So uh, we've got a little off track on the show this morning, but we will be talking about EduMatch. And the reason I want to have Sarah on is because EduMatch has now gone out of the stratosphere, making moves. And for those who, who not know, about it this is your time to learn and be a part of the movement and then hopefully as this goes out on different channels other people will now be brought into the fold on the show will you please introduce yourself Sarah absolutely well hello Dr. Will hello again and thank you to everyone um well thank you to you for having me and thank you to everybody listening um my name is Sarah Thomas and it is my 13th year in education so 13 years, lucky number 13, so I'm very excited for that. Um, by day, I'm a regional technology coordinator. I work in a large district in Maryland, and um, I'm part of a team that supports our 200-some schools in our district. Uh, over the moon about that, you know, definitely helping um, teachers and administrators, you know, secretarial staff um, integrate technology into their practice to, to get the best results. And by night, uh, as you said, Dr. Will, I run EduMatch, um, which is um, an organization, you know, grassroots organization founded almost three years ago. It's almost the birthday of EduMatch. So, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been quite a ride, and I'm looking forward to the next stages of that as well. Awesome, awesome. So what is EduMatch? I remember when you first launched, you are like, what? No, this is not a dating site. It's for us to... You know, it's SKs get get connected. So, uh, how would you define uh, EduMatch, and what is the purpose of the organization? 
Absolutely. Well, it started out as just kind of like a what if. It was like half serious. Um, I was speaking with a friend on Boxer on a Friday night, and um, just kind of the idea came up. Uh, she started saying stuff that reminded me of something that my cousin said about how he used to do his math classroom. So I was, I just figured that, you know, there might be a way to connect educators along similar lines of interest. So I put out a tweet and set up a Twitter account. Somebody in Australia um, hit me back right away and said that he was willing to give it a shot. So um, at the end of the day, I checked in with him and he said that he met a lot of really cool people. So I was just like, okay, well, let's, you know, let me uh, continue this. So the same friend I was talking to was just like, you know, you need a website now. And I was just like, yes, we do. So I went ahead and built that website um, probably that next day. I remember that that was September 27th, uh, the day that the website went up. And as people signed up, then, you know, more people started chiming in with their ideas. And uh, so it's really member driven. And uh, a lot of the things that we do have been ideas that people have said, this would be cool if blah, blah, blah. And so we tried it. And if it worked, we kept it. So, um, you know, so we've expanded and now it's like a network of um, about 27,000, if I'm not mistaken, educators around the world um, participating on different platforms. Obviously, not all 27,000 are active at a time, but, you know, we have like our, our, our power users. We have maybe about like 250, 300 um, or so at our core that are just very, very involved um, and, you know, people kind of come in whenever they can and whenever you know things get a little hectic they might step away but they're always welcome to come back and um in that time we have done so many things together we've run ed camps we have uh we do a, a weekly podcast and dr will you've uh you've moderated a few episodes for us so thank you for that um in addition let me see we our voxer group is always going we have two now um so the second one started up in february um, and probably the part that excites me the most is that um, we also have ventured into publishing. So uh, started off with a guest blog where we have um, submissions from all over the world, uh, literally, and uh, from, from students and from teachers. And in addition, we have started um, putting out some books. So we put out two so far, two crowdsourced books, and uh, we're working on a third one, which will be released at this, in December of this year. And uh, also we have some solo people working on uh their own books as well so very excited awesome awesome look at us she doing it jay-z style uh with the books and everything uh so that's all that's all good that's all good i am going to be working on a book myself with dr lauren tucker and we're going to self-publish this bad boy yes. uh because you know i'm i'm not going through the publishers because they don't want to pay anybody up front and if i'm gonna do the work <laughs> I'm gonna get my money. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. <laughs> so if I'm gonna get, you know, if, if I'm gonna wait till a book sales to get money, then I'm gonna self-publish and get the money myself instead of waiting for someone to send me a check on 15% per book. 15% book. <laughs> yes. I mean, damn. I they, they, they robbing folk. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, woo. Yeah, that's pretty steep right there. 15%. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know this. So publishers, I'm not gonna call your name out there because you know who you are. But if you see this, understand you're robbing people for their publishing, just like record companies do to rappers and stuff. All right, gonna let you know you're robbing people for their publishing. And like I'm going Master P, Jay Z selling CDs out the trunk. That's what I'm doing. I'm about to make my money. Uh, so, <laughs> so I don't know where this podcast is going at this point. 
Uh, but uh, but once you start with the idea you're going and you see that it's growing, you now have to have a plan and you got to work the plan in order for this organization to be successful, sustainable and scalable. You sit down and say, or what did you do to say for the next six months, the next year, this is what Edumax is going to do. These are the projects we're going to participate with and these are some of the partnerships that we may look for see that's a good question because the thing about edumatch is funny um a lot of things are just kind of like what i like to call magical moments you know like a great idea will come up and then you have that split second to decide hey you know is this something that i'm gonna do or is this something that i'm just gonna let fizzle back out into the atmosphere so, you know, when those moments come along, you just got to grab them and see where they go. So it's funny because I'm a Virgo and I tend to plant like I, I, I don't know if I believe in those astrological signs. But one thing that is true that they say a Virgo that is very true of my personality as well is that I, I, I plan things to a T. Um, but with Edumatch, it's been it's been a lot more kind of free flowing, like in terms of just living by those magical moments, like somebody saying, hey, let's try this. And I'm just like, OK, let's try it. And um, so, I mean, that's that's kind of been how it's grown. I would say that the publishing thing has probably been um, one of the most planned out things um, because, you know, that was just kind of putting feelers out in the community, seeing if people were interested and they were. And then so, you know, I started the the process with that. Um, There's another thing that we're we're currently kind of planning out and, uh, you know, rolling it out gradually, which is uh, badging slash micro credentialing. So, you know, definitely. We do our weekly tweet and talks, like our podcast, um, where people like tweet along or participate in the comments on YouTube Live. Um, so definitely trying to extend that learning and to, um, you know, attach opportunities to um, to extend that learning so people can like complete a challenge and then submit their um, evidence. So that is like, I keep on saying every week, it's almost it's almost ready. Um, Okay, you froze up a little bit. Um, so, as 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 going with the moment that you made, you you say that you've done, and you you look at these magical moments. You've gone out and done what, quite honestly, I've never heard any educator in our space do, and that you've gone out and got a you've gotten a trademark. Yeah. Uh, ooh. Well, I love that because, you, <laughs> you know, I mean, because because it's one thing to create something and to put it out there and you watch it grow. But there's another th- another thing is to mind your money and mind your business, mind your brand. And to get that trademark will protect you and allow you to grow to that next level. What made you decide to get that trademark and what was that process like? There were a lot of factors kind of going into the whole trademark thing. Um, what we're doing with Edumatch, you know, it's not it's not anything brand new. You know, there's there's been uh, podcasts before. There's been Twitter chats before. There's been different Voxer groups before and things of that nature. Um, but when when someone hears the name Edumatch, then like I want them to feel that sense of 
community, that sense of family, um, that, you know, the members, like everyone who comes in just leaves the part of themselves. Um, and, and that is, that is what has allowed us to really grow, um, and allowed us to, you know, to connect, um, at a deeper level. So when someone hears that name Edumatch, I want them to associate that kind of feeling with our organization. Um, so the, so that was, that was pretty much the basic premise behind that. Like, I, I really don't mind, like, you know, if somebody wants to create something similar, that is the more the merrier, you know, I think like the more opportunities to connect out there, um, the better it is for everybody. So there's nothing proprietary to EduMatch, but just the name, I want that name to stand for something. And I want that to, to you know, I definitely want that name to stand for something. So that's why um, that was that was pretty much the reason why uh, why I chose to to trademark it. And also because you know we were um, we started going into books. Um, that that was kind of a secondary reason. That was the effect of looking for the trademark because you have to have something that uh, you have to have a good or a service, right? And EduMatch is totally free to educators. Um, so. So even the books that we do, uh, we put them out for free. Like the crowdsource books, we put them out for free. I, I can't say the same necessarily for the solo books, but for the crowdsource books, there's a free version. And, you know, there's also other options if, if people want to um, have a preference for like Kindle or for a hard book, then of course, you know, those those cost money to make. So we sell those pretty much at cost. Um, but the information is free. Like it's all about the free exchange of information. Um, but in order to have... A trademark then you have to have a good or a service so the books actually came um by proxy because i felt like that was the one thing that everybody was saying you know oh i want to be a published author oh i want to be a published author so hearing that over and over and over again and seeing that that's one of the categories where you can get a trademark then you know then that's i love that i love that look out for you people you're going to be watching so-and-so book out there via EduMatch Publishing. I'm telling you, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Will, appreciate that. It's gonna be, I appreciate you being part of the family. You were like one of the first people to sign up. Yeah, but you, you're leading this thing, you balling out. So I, you know, that's what I really love about it, particularly, you know, when you look at this EdTech, EdTech landscape, and we've talked about this in terms of the lack of diversity that goes on when people list all oh, these 25 educators to follow or when organizations look to write these pieces who do they reach out to to speak to or whatever uh so to see you actually you know building something and it and it's growing and you know it has the headwind behind it that is awesome thank you thank you so much uh, you're welcome you're welcome I'm such a fan such a fan uh so when you <laughs> thank you. So as you are, uh, you know, you mentioned earlier, you have the podcast show. What made you decide? Because I know you have the blog and, and your blog features uh, people on a regular basis, a blog post that they've written and you feature other blogs uh, as well. So what made you jump into podcasting? And how do you decide which topics to tackle? 
So the the podcast is crowdsourced. Um, just pretty much sometimes a topic might come up in the boxer group, you know, and someone's like brings a conversation about X, Y, and Z. And we're just like, oh, you know, that'd be a really great uh, tweet and talk. So that, so sometimes some of the episodes come from that. Um, I set up a Google form where people can like put whatever topic they're interested in. Um, and, you know, some of the topics come from that. Some of the topics come from, um, you know, me just meeting somebody and saying, oh, you know, can you, can you share more to our community about that? Um, but the idea for the podcast actually came from Tammy Neal and Amanda Rogers. Um, and I believe also Melissa Eddington. Um, I, I remember having a conversation with a whole bunch of people <laughs> in a different boxing group that was kind of like an edge match offshoot. Um, but I know that that um, I, I know that they had mentioned about doing like a tweet and talk because Tammy and I um, had done an event um, for Connected Educator Month with our friend Ashley Hurley, and we had a um, Google Hangout on air paired with a Twitter chat. And I remember um, Tammy and Amanda and I believe Melissa saying, oh, you know, this would be something cool for EduMatch. And um, I was just like, yeah, let's do it. And so that that is where the, the Tweet and Talk came from. And Tammy actually came up with the name. I think it was Tammy who came up with the name Tweet and Talk. And uh, we've just kept it going. And um, now it's about to be the 100th episode. Um, actually, I think there might there might be a little more than a hundred episodes now that I think about it, but uh, but it's the but it's episode number one hundred <laughs> that's coming up. Um, oh, and we've also started doing special episodes of Tweet and Talks with like an individual person or a, a, a specific group because they're um, the Tweet and Talks are crowdsourced. So anyone who is an educator who has um, an interest in the topic can sign up to be on a panel. So we have those that go on like almost every week, uh, taking a little break this week because tomorrow's my birthday. So I'm gonna be with my fam. So uh, we won't have one tomorrow, but we're, we are having a special episode on Monday with uh, John Carippo of Q. Um, so with these special episodes and, you know, we kind of go in depth into a particular person's story because um, we're all about sharing the stories. So, so yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And you, and that was very interesting about your podcast versus, Let's say mine, because mine is very low tech, but yours isn't. <laughs> so you have a lot of things going on in the background and you have your podcast being shot from here to there and near and here. Um, so how do you get all that? Thing? I mean, how did you get all that thing set up and what was the uh, plan behind doing all of that? Well, right now, the format has evolved um, a couple times. Like we started out doing a straight um, Google Google Hangout on air, um, and then you know that switched over to YouTube Live. So um, so we did it on YouTube Live, and then um, I was chatting with another one of my friends who who told me about Zoom. Like I had seen Zoom, but I I hadn't really explored it. Um, and she was just like, "Oh yeah, you know, like you can go straight to." Uh, straight to YouTube and straight to Facebook live on zoom. And I, I was like, Facebook live. Oh, you know, I've never, never done that. Um, but then I, I found out that that required like, um, a subscription, a special kind of subscription. Cause I did go for the pro. Um, but it required like an additional subscription. I was just like, mm, I don't know about that. So what I've been doing, um, has been, 
uh, when we get over like 10 guests, then we'll do like, we'll still do a Zoom, but we'll um, go through OBS, um, like this encoder, and just kind of push the Zoom through there and stream it out through. And that way it goes to YouTube. Um, there's another thing. Uh, there's there's a site called Restream.io, so it can also go to simultaneously. Um, I haven't yet been able to get it to go to Facebook Live. I know that you could like pay some money and um, add that option on. I tried that, but I couldn't figure it out. So, but maybe one day. <laughs> awesome, awesome. See, I'm still doing old school, low tech. Uh, at, at some point in time, you know, I think I'm going to have to just jump all in with the podcast. Okay, let me just invest this money and do all that stuff. Uh, but oh, you killing it? No, you are killing it. And I say, if it's not broke, then you know. You don't have to fix it. <laughs> Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate appreciate that. Um, so from the podcast and things are awesome. You're working at social media. You're building your base. You're jumping to publishing. You have your crowdsource book. How did you decide, I guess, which authors to put in your put in that first book and what was your game plan and actually getting that book put together? For the first book, um, then that was, that was kind of a scary time for me <laughs> because I don't, I, I love taking risks, but I only love taking risks. Like when I know that nobody else is, is going to lose anything. Like I can't, uh, if, if I, if people have a lot of time invested, money invested, et cetera, it, I, I tend not to do just a short thing. Um, so for this first crowdsource book, then I was terrified because I asked people to write a chapter and I was just like, guys, I have absolutely no idea if this is going to work. Like we can try it and see, but, um, you know, if it doesn't work, then, you know, then at least we tried. Right. And, uh, so I was very, very kind of, um, transparent with those hesitant feelings, <laughs> like, um, at the beginning because I mean there was no money involved but but still you know that time is like probably our most valuable source so um I really didn't want to waste these people's time and ask them to write something that would never you know never pan out um in in the way that we had planned so I was I was terrified um but it it did it did work out and I I still like I'm still in shock that you know that they they just the entire time they were just like, you know, this is cool. We got this. We got you. Like, and, and, and that just, that just meant like the world uh, to me that they were willing to, to take this, uh, to take this risk. But the way that we found the authors um, is that I really wanted it to be kind of like an edumatch um, thing. So um, just like edumatch is open to anyone who wants to join us, who's in education, like, um, like how you were saying earlier, you know, there's like these lists of X, Y, Z people that, you know, everyone must follow or whatever. And I, I, I'm not really a list person. Like, you know, I, I feel like all of us have something to have something to share. All of us have a story. So if you're willing to tell your story, somebody out there is willing to listen to it and somebody out there will learn from it. So um, just pretty much opened up this forum to the members of the edge match community. Um, that very first time we started off mainly in the Voxer groups because I, I just wanted to prototype it and, you know, not get, uh, not like put it out there 
publicly in case it didn't work this first time. So um, just through the, the Voxer groups and also to our uh, bloggers, um, anyone who has submitted to the guest blog, then just kind of put it out there and um, got back several people who were interested. And, um, you know, they, uh, they filled out the form and then template, they wrote their chapter. Then I put out another call for like editors, chapter editors. So a lot of people responded to that. I think about maybe 50 or so. Um, and you know, it was peer edited. And then after that, um, I just pulled it off of Google docs and formatted it in Microsoft word. And, um, you know, I, you know me, I'm a Google fan girl. Um, <laughs> so it was a learning curve, uh, to learn how to, um, format in Microsoft Word because I mean even though they are very similar there's there's uh, some different functionality in Microsoft Word particularly when you get into the formatting part of it um, so so I had to get very technical um, and uh, you know so that that was a great learning experience as well so um, so yeah so that's that's pretty much how that came along and then as we were doing that then in the group um, in the Voxer group then somebody um, in December ish was saying, um, brought up the topic of what they're cooking for dinner. And we got into a conversation about that. And then somebody was just like, Oh, you know, we should do a cookbook. And I don't know if that was like, actually thought that a cookbook would come out of that, but it did. So that was released in June. So, so yeah, it's just been, uh, it's just been a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome. I, I hear you on that Microsoft word. I've been using uh, Google Docs for so long that when I had to do something in office for work, I'm just I'm staring at this document going like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> I'm like, this is so foreign to me at this point. Uh, so it, I literally had to play around with, oh, I can do this. OK, because I was like, I, I don't know anything that I'm doing right. I mean, it just it, it felt so alien, even though. Growing up, that's all we had was, you know, was office. Right. Uh, but then, you know, I, once I got on Google and I said, oh, this is nice and clean. And, yes. you know, and then it doesn't have all of the extras that Word has that most people don't use anyway. Uh, so, you know, right. it was just a f fantastic for me. Um, right. So you, you, you talked about the first book. You just mentioned this one. Once you have formatted everything. How does this thing actually get published, whether it's the e-version e, e or the actual physical copy that people can go purchase? I mean, how, how did you go from that to the finished product? So the after it's all formatted and um, put into, uh, you know, the final format, then you know, I'll, I'll PDF it and put it up on our website under release date. So that's like the free version of the book that... Um, that will be up on our website. Now for the Kindle version, um, there is Kindle Direct Publishing. So that same PDF file or the same one, you can upload that as well to Kindle Direct Publishing. Because sometimes it comes out looking funky. And there was this guy higher on um, Fiverr, um, especially for the, for the cookbook, because that kind of needs look all over the place. I hired somebody um, to kind of put it into its final, final form um, for the for the Kindle. That's not expensive at all. It's maybe like $15. Um, so 
Um, also on Fiverr, I got somebody to design the cover, so it'd be about $50, so it's really not that bad. Um, and then to get it into the hardback form, then, um, you know, I took the cover from the Fiverr guy, and I took the uh, the PDF version of the document, and I uploaded it to CreateSpace um, for the Edumatch snapshot. So um, for that very first book, that one went through CreateSpace. Um and, you know, I had registered Edumatch as a business and uh, put Edumatch as a publisher. So for that, um, what I learned from the first book is that you need to also buy an ISBN. So that's just, um, you know, that little barcode in the back. So that's um, so we're definitely going to do that for the next one. Um, the cookbook, I went through a different site. I went through a place called Lulu. Um, L-U-L-U and uh, the reason being that we wanted it to be full color pictures of recipes that folks had submitted and we also wanted it to be hardback and glossy so that you know if people bought this book and they wanted to cook it you know cook these recipes in their kitchen then if you have like a paperback then it's going to get all messed up so we wanted to have it like a glossy hardcover so um, CreateSpace doesn't do that like in the way that we needed it to so we went through Lulu for that one Awesome. Awesome. So I got to talk about before we go, I want to talk about the Voxel group because you've mentioned this a couple of times. I've been in there and there's a lot of different discussions going on and taking place at the same time. Uh, what would you say for those individuals who they're like, OK, I'm on Twitter. And it took me a while to get here, you know. So now I'm digging it. But Voxer is like, oh, I don't know that. It might be a little, too, a little much, a little too much a commitment. Uh, uh, you know, so talk to them sort of about the group and, like, why should they actually participate? What will they, be, what will they get out of the discussions? Yeah, definitely. The Voxer is probably um, my favorite part of edumatch because you really get to hear like some some rich conversation um and some great insights and nothing against twitter twitter is also great but you're limited in terms of 140 characters it's um only like text and you can't really get very i mean of course to themselves things of that nature but um but i mean again that's that's text um, so what I like about Voxer is that you can actually hear people speaking, you can hear their voices, you can kind of connect with them on a deeper level, um, at that point. And, um, you know, you get like 15 minutes and I, I've heard very few 15 minute Voxes, but, uh, you know, it, it, you, you get that amount of space if you so need it. Um, so I like to use Voxer on my commute, um, uh, because I drive like, um, state i work in another so back and forth every day you know then just listening to the comments that people have left and i'm in like i don't even want to know how many groups i'm in it's a lot <laughs> we actually put together a list a few friends and i put together a list of different boxer groups so that's on um dot org forward slash boxer you can see that list of different topics and stuff like that but um but i really like the boxer group because i feel like in there and when you're talking to like the same people over and over even in a large group like edumatch you really 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 get to know people um like the first time i met somebody like i, I tell this all the time first time i 
first time I meet somebody offline that I've been talking to on Voxer for a while, it might feel like we've grown up together or we went to high school together. And oftentimes the second time I see them, then I'm like coming over to their house, sleeping on their couch, you know, stuff like that. Just visiting. It's like we're old friends. And because these are the people you talk to all day, every day. Um, and I think like one of the things that's that's really cool about it, um, you're able to have conversations that you're that wouldn't work as well on Twitter. Um, sometimes we get into some really, really like recently, you know, we've had like some conversations that were very heavy that you don't really have with, you know, these are conversations that you have with, with your friends, with your family. Um, we're able to have these conversations, um, on how we can, how we can support our students, how we can, um, just, you know, enact change because change is not going to happen from surface level conversations. Um, um, you know, and uh, I feel like I feel like Boxer, that platform, um, when it's used in that way, then it really kind of lends itself to that. So, so yeah, I'm a huge fan of it. Awesome, awesome. Now, so before we go. Uh, please to tell the people how they can connect with you, uh, get involved with EduMatch, and, you know, just really sort of become a part of the family. Absolutely. Um, would love to connect with anybody out there. So um, you can find me on Twitter or Voxer or Periscope at Sarah the Teacher, and that's S-A-R-A-H-D-A-T-E-E-C-H-U-R. Um, you can find EduMatch on Twitter at edu underscore match. And you can find us online, um, edumatch.org. So, and on there, there's like a, a get connected um, drop down menu. And if you go to social media presence and you'll see like probably about the places we are online. And it's a lot of them. <laughs> so, so pick your, pick your platform, pick your poison. Uh, we, we would love to connect with you and, and have you join our family. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you again, Sarah, the doctor. I'm, I'm telling you, I want to say that uh, for being a guest on the show. Uh, people, as always, you know, this is going up on my blog, LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn, people. Uh, this is going up on Twitter. We're on SoundCloud now and iTunes. Just being on iTunes made me feel like I done made it, which I'm still on my dining room table, you know, doing the podcast. You see my living room in the background with the ceiling fan, you know. Uh, so, uh, as always, people, Invest in you, eating you, peace.